welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shannette and Brooke, wanting to educate, entertain, and enlighten all of you to mental health. Yep. I'm doing really good with you, that. You know what? I we, just, we're like the last few times. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to jinx it. I know. No. I know. But I, I just mm-hmm. needed to pat myself on the back for okay. a second. Though. Very good. That was, that was good. Yes. <laughs> and so here we are again. So before we get started, um, just the disclaimer that I am not your therapist. Mm-mm. Nope. And this is not a therapy session. Thank God. <laughs> You're so I mean. Handle this. <laughs> and <laughs> if anything that we talk about ever triggers or brings up any issues, we really encourage you to seek help. There are many resources in all areas, and we would like to share a sponsor and a good resource at this time. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, if anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles, and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy, and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash therapist. That's betterhelp.com slash therapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Okay. So what do you have for us, woman? (laughs) It's always up to me. (laughs) Well, actually, we have been receiving just some requests and just actually comments about liking the stories we told before about equine therapy kind of stories from the barn. Mm -hmm. So what I thought we would do is I don't want to get into all the background of equine therapy. We did that if anyone is interested in kind of understanding background and the premise of equine therapy. We did that on episode 10. Yeah. Okay. So go back and listen if any of this... Yeah. You're listening, you're like, what in the heck are they talking about? I don't want to be redundant and talk about it again. But I was thinking about different stories from the barn... And one of the things that kept popping up is stories that actually were evolved around the same activity that we had set up for clients to do, but separate people, separate horses, separate times, separate outcomes, but all stemming from this backing activity. Okay. Okay. So I will explain the backing. So... And we would set up four poles, okay? Okay. And these poles are standing straight. They're standing straight in a a concrete base. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We use them for pole bending. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, and they would be in a straight line at probably maybe, 
I'm not good with distance, but maybe 20 feet apart. Mm, Yeah, Yeah, anywhere between 10 and 20. Okay. And then at the very end would be a barrel. And we would have the client come up with a goal that was their own individual goal that they wanted to work on. Okay. Okay. It could be a therapy goal. It could be a personal goal. It didn't have to be, you know, necessarily about about therapy. And then we would have them come up with four obstacles that get in the way of them obtaining that goal. Okay. And we would write the obstacles, the four obstacles, in the order of the hardest obstacle to the least. Okay. Hardest. Okay. To get to the to, goal at yeah, the end. How, okay. they, how they would rate their obstacles. Okay. This is my hardest obstacle. This is one that's not as hard. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we would put them on the poles. And then the barrel was the goal. Mm-hmm. So their task was to back a horse to each pole. And they had to weave the poles. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when they got to the pole, they needed to stop talk to the horse about this obstacle and have a discussion about why it's an obstacle, what's getting in the way, and then move on to the next pole. Mm -hmm. And this is all backing also on the ground Mm -hmm. with just a halter Halter. and a lead rope on the horse. They're not riding it. No, no, we don't ride in equine therapy. Just yep. making sure they realize They all want that. to. But. <laughs> They're all like, oh, equine therapy, so yeah. I get to ride? When do I get to ride the horse? <laughs> Never. So the first story um, is about a lady that came out to work with Dana and I. And she was a single parent. She had an, a little boy that she actually wanted to do equine therapy with. So mm-hmm. it was kind of going to be a family thing, okay? But this particular activity was set up with just her. Okay. And so this lady had been divorced from a very abusive husband. Okay. Okay. Horrible abuse. And also she had been raised in a very abusive home. Oh. Okay. So she went right from an abusive home into an abusive marriage. And she was divorced at the time that we saw her. Okay. Okay. And she was probably one of the most passive people I have worked with in a long time. Okay. She literally could not say boo. She had no voice. Okay. And even before this activity, we often give people a halter with no direction and ask them to just go find a horse somewhere on the farm that they want to work with and halter the horse. Mm -hmm. Okay. And for, sorry to interrupt for listeners who don't know what a halter is, is it just goes on the horse's face. It's almost like a collar for a dog, but it's on the horse's face, Mm -hmm. but it's not the part that goes in the horse's mouth. So when we're telling you stories about people like pulling on the halter or, you know, grab the lead rope hard. There's nothing that's hurting the horse. Right. It just just, goes over their nose and over their ears. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not in their mouth. It's not anything. Right. Just that Mm -hmm. way, if they're listening to the story, they're not like, oh my God. (laughs) So we gave her a halter. We also always use what we call rope halters here, which means it's a continuous piece. It doesn't, the 
lead rope doesn't buckle into a buckle underneath the chin of the horse. It's all one continuous piece. Mm -hmm. And we use them because we like them better. And also they're very confusing for people to figure out. Yeah. And there's very little ways, honestly, for them to injure the horse with a rope halter. Right. Because there's no hard buckles. Mm -hmm. There's no. And we've seen them all over. Uh Upside down, sideways. It doesn't matter. They caught the horse. Any way you can imagine it could possibly go on a horse's face. We've seen it. We've seen it. Mm -hmm. And and it's It's just fine. The best thing in the world. Right. It's hilarious. We we don't care. (laughs) So this particular lady, it literally, and I am not joking, took her three sessions to get in a pen with a horse and halter one. Okay. And... She was that timid, that insecure, and just lost. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we set up this activity backing. And the horse we were using is one we've talked about before, Wilson. Oh, Wilson. I know. He, he, was, he was a good one. So we set up a, a starting point, and she has done her goals and her obstacles, and she starts trying to back Wilson, okay? Mm-hmm. And we don't give people instruction. It's just back the horse. Mm-hmm. You know, use any method you want. Just get the horse to back. And Wilson is not backing. In fact, what he starts to do is every time she tugs on the rope to try to get him, he acts like he's going to bite her. He pins his ears. He shows his teeth. And he acts like he is going to bite her. Mm-hmm. And so week after week, and I'm not kidding, she would come out and just be reduced to tears. And what was coming up for her is this is exactly how she felt being abused. Mm-hmm. That him coming after her felt like the abuse. And she would just cry because this was her life. Mm-hmm. And the horse was playing it out just like it happened at home and happened in her marriage. Mm-hmm. Again, they are mirrors yes, of what is going, is going on. on. Mm-hmm. And so we kept talking to her therapeutically about what she needed to change, working on empowering her. What could she do different to break this cycle? Mm-hmm. Because this was a continuation of her life. Yeah. And she, we had her do a lot of therapeutic writing, right, writing, not writing <laughs> with a pen and not paper. Not writing, not writing with a saddle. No, <laughs> writing with a pen and anyway, writing letters, getting all of this out. I mean, we were working with her on the therapeutic end as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, and finally one day she comes out and. She gets the halter. By this time, she's pretty darn good at haltering. Okay, <laughs> we've by, conquered. By that. <laughs> this time, she can get the halter on Wilson without a problem. <laughs> and we put her obstacles on the poles. We set the activity up again. Her goals on the barrel, and she walks over to the starting point and she grabs that lead rope, and she tugs on it, and she just starts yelling at Wilson yelling at him (laughs) and she's calling him names and you will back you will not treat me this way I refuse to allow you to bite me you will never bite me again you will do what I say and he backed he backed right up (laughs) yes (laughs) ma'am yeah and she went through every obstacle 
and backed him and he did not fuss. He backed to every pole. She sat there and talked to him and she pointed her finger at him several times and she backed him to the next pole. And <laughs> and when the time she got to the goal, Dan and I were like cheering, you know, yeah. it was like, oh my word. But that was a turning point for her. Mm-hmm. That was, I can be assertive. I can take charge of my life. I do not have to be treated this way. I can change that. And she was so empowered mm-hmm. by the time she got there, Wilson was like, yep, I got it. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Wow. Yeah. That's, was, yeah, it was such a powerful yeah. time. Horses are so cool like that because it's funny. And anyone listening who knew Wilson when I had him, he was the most sweet, loving, hilarious. Yeah. He was the funniest horse, mm-hmm. not a disrespectful bone in his body. So we knew. If he was putting anything defiant or disrespectful out to a client, we knew that was something, something going he was on making them. them work out. You bet. And it was just amazing. We would just yeah. let Wilson work his mm-hmm. magic because any other time he was, yeah. he would never bite. Yeah. He, if anything, he'd lick you till your skin fell off. He, he did lick a lot. <laughs> a but, lot. oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Watching him work like that. Just yeah. so cool. But he was he was pretty vicious with her the first few times. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, Dan and I wondered if we needed to intervene, but we, you know, that's the hardest thing in the world is to let it play out. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't think he would bite her, but he sure acted like he was going to. Yeah, yeah. He know what he knew what he was he doing. Knew. He didn't he need just, your help. Just trusting. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they always say. Trust the process. Oh, so then I have another story. I have lots of stories. <laughs> I just love stories. So another story on the same activity, this backing activity. And the setup for this one is I had a guy come out that was in his early 20s. And now he did not want to come to therapy. That's always a good start. Yeah, that is. And he was real honest. I don't want to be here. It's a bunch of bullshit. Same, bro. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. (laughs) But his parents wanted him to come out. Um... I had actually in the past worked with one of his younger siblings. So that's my tie to the family. And they Mm. thought it would be really good. And the fact that we did equine therapy, I did not do equine therapy with the younger sibling in that he, we just did office counseling. Okay. Mm -hmm. He wasn't interested, but they thought this guy could benefit from therapy and thought the horses would be a good way to maybe tie him into therapy, Mm -hmm. get him kind of wanting to come. So his issue was He was just super unmotivated to do anything. And his parents really were pushing him to go to college. Oh. And he wasn't really on board with it. Okay. Was there some failure to launch? (laughs) (laughs) Failure to work at all. But anyway, so he comes out and he was was pleasant, Mm -hmm. you know. And so the other part that's real interesting is he owned horses. That's all I always mm-hmm. loved when we'd have experienced horse people yes. come out because mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, we can just make it happen. And uh-huh. it's like, mm, can you? Yeah. <laughs> so he owned horses. He used them for hunting, mountain riding, that kind of thing. I don't know if he rodeoed when he was younger. I don't know. But he right now was just using them for pleasure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we set up the same backing four obstacles, a goal. The goal was to go to college. 
Okay. I do remember the first obstacle was finances and I can't remember the rest. Okay. okay. And I picked a horse out, Blackie, another one. These are all Brooks rodeo horses from high school, but not Blackie, Smoke. I was so confused. Yeah. I was like, did oh, we just, we- did we just carry in a horse here? <laughs> Blackie like, why are, like, I don't born. think he's listening. No, I think it's black. okay to use his name. <laughs> No, his name was Smoke. He Smoke, was just okay. a big black horse. <laughs> you had a blackie. I did. Have I a did not know this blackie. Okay. Yeah. Blackie uh, was an older horse of mine. Okay. okay. Let, we're back. We're, we're back. We're Smoke. We're Smoke. <laughs> so we got Smoke out and he haltered him. No problem. No. Mm-hmm. And off we go to the outdoor arena and we set it up and we start at the, we had a starting point. And I tell him he needs to back the horse up to these poles. And he literally rolled his eyes at me. (laughs) Like, really? This is therapy? This is what we do? And so he got smoke and he started to back smoke. And smoke was not budging. Would not move. Smoke did not move. In (laughs) fact, smoke could go to the side, whirl his butt around, do everything. But he was not backing. Okay? (laughs) And honest all of our horses know how to back with a halter oh you bet so this is yeah. why it's these so are trained rodeo funny. horses yes uh-huh yes yeah they all back just fine mm-hmm. yes that's the way we get them out of the horse trailer yeah <laughs> back them out. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway and this went on and his frustration just grew well, yeah he's a cowboy he's a cowboy and he is looking over at me and i'm just doing everything i can not to smile Okay. And I'm just kind of like watching the process. And so I checked in with him and I said, so tell me about how vested you are in this goal. And how, what is finances about for you? Okay. And it ended up that he had a pretty good paying job and he didn't want to have to quit making money to go to school. Mm. And he saw no value but his parents thought it was a dead-end job, and what are you going to do when you get older? And that was kind of the dynamic going on. And so we talked a little bit about that, and I says, okay, well, let's see what happens, okay? So as long story short, Smoke never backed. He never <laughs> even got him to the first pole, okay? So we're out of time, and he's just frustrated. He finally stops me, and he goes, so I get it. And I go, you get what? And he goes, so you pick the one horse that doesn't know how to back. <laughs> and I go, really? And I said, why do you think I would do that? And he says, you were tricking me. And I go, oh, okay, I was tricking you. And I'm walking. He goes, wait. And I go, what? And he says, you back him. And I go, you'd like me to back the horse? And he goes, yeah. I don't think this horse backs. Let's see if you can do it. Oh, that's exactly what he said. Yeah. And he was kind of had some attitude by now. Oh, you yeah. Know, he's a little bit frustrated. So we're still in the outdoor arena and I walk over and I take smoke and I look at him and I just tug on his halter a little bit and he just backs a straight line. And I backed him just to show he backs probably about a good 40 feet. Okay. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh would I, you like me to keep going? Yeah. I'll keep going. We'll back the whole arena if you want. <laughs> and so I stopped, turned around, walked back to him, handed him Smoke's halter and said, did you have anything else you'd like to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, the funny thing, he never came back. You know, I, I, uh, I, 
That doesn't surprise me. Uh, yeah, I never yeah. saw him again. <laughs> so back to, we talked about in episode 10 about how you cannot lie to a horse. No. When you have another agenda going on and you're, you're just walking the walk and talking the talk, that is why I love equine therapy because you can sit in an office and tell a therapist anything you think they may want to hear, but you are not going to lie to the horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why some of these activities are just honestly priceless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. funny. Yeah. So I have another backing story. <laughs> we'll throw it in there. <laughs> we do other things besides backing on the farm. No, we don't. We don't. Yeah. All we do is back a horse. <laughs> so, uh, evidently not well. It doesn't work for most people. Yeah. So until they change. <laughs> so this was another backing activity. This was with... Um, one of our residential treatment girls, okay? Mm-hmm. And the horse she was using that day was Legacy, another one of Brooks Rodeo horses, mm-hmm. okay? That also back, out of back. Just fine, yeah. And she had, and I don't remember, to be honest with you, I don't remember her goals, I mean, her goal and her obstacles, mm-hmm. but we were there taking turns doing it as a group, okay? Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is several girls had used Legacy prior to this, and Legacy had backed just fine. Okay. Okay. So she had watched this. Mm-hmm. So she sets up her obstacles and her goal, and she starts, and Legacy is not budging. But Legacy's doing something really interesting. He's backing her. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and the more... And Legacy's a huge horse. Yeah. He... So... I was, fi- I'm, well, I was 5'11 for all my back problems and I could not see over his back. Right. That's he was how a big, big he was. Yeah. He was a big boy. Probably 2000 pounds at least. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was a big boy. Mm-hmm. So she, he's pushing her and she's a pretty little gal, mm-hmm. you know, and he's not being like mean, but every time she would try to get him to back, he would come at her. Like, and, and like put his head, like kind of like just plow her back. Yeah. He would not just aggressive. Like, nothing. Her. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're sitting here watching and he backed her clear to the side of the arena and literally up against one of the big barn doors that was closed. So we were in the indoor, indoor arena. arena. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. We were in the indoor arena. And he had her just up against the door. And oftentimes in equine therapy, we use metaphors. And so we said to her, wow, it looks like your back's up against a wall. And she was just upset. Okay. And so we said, you need to go home. Well, back to the group home. Yeah. And really... Think about what went on and what is going on here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I also had talked to her therapist about the activity. We often kept in touch with the primary therapist about what happened out here so they could use it in therapy throughout the week. So anyway, she comes back and she what had happened is she had not been honest with her therapist about breaking up with a very toxic boyfriend. And she had mm. still been sneaking contact with this boyfriend and still had things at the group home that belonged to him. 
Uh, so she, she said she broke up with him, mm-hmm. and he was a, a secret on the back end. Uh-huh. Okay. And one of the reasons she was in this residential treatment was because of this boyfriend and problems that he had caused and out-of-control behavior. Okay. And he was kind of the primary person involved in her some of her behavior. Or, mm-hmm. you know, he was the culprit. Okay. So... The idea was to really separate the two of them and for her to kind of let go of this boyfriend. Okay. But she hadn't. Okay. She still had a sweater of his. She had, you know, other belongings. So when she finally kind of came clean, started working on it in therapy with her therapist, she ended up sending all of this stuff back and really working on separating from him and being honest. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... Fast forward to another time, she comes back and she says, I want to try again. And she had been honest with me about what was going on and why she thought Legacy had backed her up, okay? Mm -hmm. And so we get Legacy out, we set up the polls, set up the whole thing again, and we get over there and she backed him perfectly through the entire (laughs) activity back to, he knew she wasn't being honest. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to make her come clean Uh and make her actually work on what was really happening. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Back to the power of the horse. Yep. You know, and so backing is just one of the things that we've done. But, you know, a lot of activities bring up stuff that then people realize, oh, yeah, I've got to deal with this. I think one of my favorite ones that I think everybody always would get, because there's sometimes that like, your, the clients would never really get what was going on. Uh-huh. But I loved emotional balls. Oh, that one was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just mm-hmm. so great just watching that one play right. out. Yeah. Um, we'll I guess. have to. Yeah. Do we have time to talk we, about? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's do a little bit of emotional balls just because I love that. That one in the backing one were always my favorite. Um. But with emotional balls, um, I don't even know how to describe them. Like this, the little 50 cent balls at the, the store. That you buy for kids to play with. A yeah. A little plastic ball. Real light. They like have no weight to them. Probably a little bit smaller than a basketball. Yeah. So, yeah. Probably about 10 inches around, mm-hmm. eight inches around. Mm-hmm. And we would write, um, we had a big old bag of them and they'd have almost every emotion you could think of written on them. Right. And behaviors. Mm-hmm. Positive and negative. Positive and negative. Right. And then we'd throw them out in the arena and there would be balls all over the arena Mm -hmm. with different emotions on them. Right. Yeah. Yep. I'll let you continue. (laughs) And so we would set it up a couple of different ways. One, we would set up an obstacle course out in the arena that basically metaphorically was like getting through life. Okay. And so we would have the clients go out they had a horse on one hand in with a halter and they had to look at the emotional balls and pick up a ball that they could relate to okay and then carry that ball with them through the obstacle course guiding the horse and the idea was you could not let go of the horse Mm -hmm. okay and also we would set up things that they couldn't cheat Mm -hmm. okay People love to cheat. Yes. I don't know. It's about, yeah, cheating. (laughs) And then after they would do that, they had to keep that ball 
and then they would have to go find another ball with an emotion on it that they related to or a behavior. Mm-hmm. Okay. And behaviors were like yelling, hitting, mm-hmm. okay, those kind of behaviors. And then they would go through life or the obstacle course. Then they would pick up another one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And about the third ball was just about where we would see people start to struggle. Okay. And then they would have to pick up a fourth ball. And then pretty soon they'd have to pick up a fifth ball if they could. And by this time, balls would be like falling and rolling away and they couldn't manage it all. Mm -hmm. And the metaphor behind this is how much are we carrying with us in life that we need to work on letting go of. Yeah. Okay. And then we would work with the clients on what are they ready to let go of. And how are they going to let go of that? And what are they? What do they want to keep that they're not ready to let go of yet? Mm-hmm. And that was the premise behind the emotional balls. Yes. Yeah. And about the time they were struggling was about the time the horses would horses or the donkey. Mm-hmm. The would, donkey was good. Yeah, would just kind of intervene by making it a titch harder. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm not gonna walk now, and they would just stop. Mm-hmm. Or I've had them go and and nudge with their head and knock every ball out of the people's yep. arms just kind of like nudge them to the side and the balls would go flying mm-hmm. and it was like <laughs> yep mm-hmm. yep or the donkey was the best because they get it all loaded up they had this little donkey we had dominique she was priceless mm-hmm. and then she just went walk yeah she went no mm-hmm. i'm not gonna go with you yeah no i can't i can't mm-hmm. move sorry no. yeah legs don't work anymore yeah. <laughs> it's too much of a burden But the aha moment for them would be when they realized, you know, like, okay, you have a huge load. Right. That you can't handle. Yeah. What is, what's. Why? Yeah. What's an option we could do here? Why are you holding all of that? Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, well, I guess I could let one go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which one? And, you know, it'd be like, well, I really don't need anger. Right. I could let that go. Right. To lighten the load. Uh-huh. You know. And then they realize that this is what they do in life. Mm-hmm. Look at how much we carry yeah. on our plate that we don't need to because yeah. we just don't let go of it. Mm-hmm. And guilt. Yep. Guilt's a big one then. A lot of times people weren't ready to give up guilt. No. they Yeah. They would mm-hmm. hold that one. Yeah. To the end. And then it was amazing too because with the horses, by the time they were down to just positive a couple positivity balls that yeah. they were holding on to and uh-huh. it was an easy load about the time the horses stopped being defiant mm-hmm. and they would just walk all right along with them right or they, the donkey would finally realize she knew how to use her legs and right. start mm-hmm. going she wasn't broken anymore. yeah she wasn't broken and she could move again <laughs> she could move yeah that was always a good activity mm-hmm. because it's so true yeah. because it's so you know reflective of what we do in life we carry so much with us that we don't need to yeah but we just don't realize we've got it all and we honestly sometimes don't know how to let go of it right yeah and until you're like tangibly holding them yeah 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 and you can't yeah Mm -hmm. becomes impossible it does and then you have a donkey right (laughs) (laughs) oh funny okay so any other stories you want to bring up or no no, I don't. I mean, well, there's so many. There's so I many know. barn stories, but I don't think any anyone that I really want to get into yeah. today necessarily. I know. I always, it's my mind just to go in. It's I like, know. oh, and then there was this one. So yes. I'm sure from time to time we will 
pop have, in with a yeah, few of these. Have a podcast on stories from the barn again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll catch y'all next time. Thank you.